The blast from our past network. Hello and welcome to the Blast from Our Past podcast, where the podcast that gives you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. I'm John. I'm Adam. And today we got another top 10 episode for you. We're going back to the annals of classic rock to count down our top 10 70s one-hit wonders. Yeah. We've done 80s one-hit wonders. We've done 90s one-hit wonders. It only made sense for us to get to 70s one-hit wonders. And Adam, I'm going to tell you, I think I actually had a harder time with 70s one-hit wonders than I did with either 80s or 90s. I I was I, I think I'm the opposite, honestly. Um, mm. It felt easier for me because there was less of them that I really, really liked. Like the 80s okay. and 90s one-hit wonders, there's a lot of them that I love. Um, okay. The 70s ones, no, there's there's still plenty. I still had plenty of good ones, but they don't. They're not as um, in my heart as as you know. I'm an I'm an 80s and 90s kid through and through. I right. mean, you're are too. But um, some of these older songs, I just I don't love as much. Now, granted, some of these I I fucking love, and I'm really excited about this list. And right. I think I've got a great top 10 list. Yeah, uh, I actually had a really tough time with this list because my initial list was very, very big, okay. full of a lot of songs. Um, when we did our, our top 10 70s classic rock songs, a lot of these songs came up, and I realized actually how many one-hit wonders there were in the 70s um, and how much I really actually love the rock from the 70s. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot of really good stuff. You you get a lot of blues-inspired rock, a lot of country-inspired rock, uh, you get the beginnings of what would become metal, you know, mm-hmm. uh, heavy metal. There's just there's a lot of good stuff that came out of the 70s. There is. I love. You're right. The 60s and 70s rock. I absolutely adore. The only thing I realized is I seem to adore people who had multiple hits far more. Yes. Than <laughs> one hit wonders. That's fair. Uh, so this is going to be uh, an interesting one. I don't really have too much more to add. I'm kind of ready to just dive into our list. Yeah. All for it. Uh, all right. So I will, I'll, we'll do this me and then you, and we'll just keep that way okay. throughout the one. I can tell you this, like a lot of times, my number 10 was the hardest one I had to quantify. And even now, actually, as we're preparing, uh, some things are kind of dancing around in my head. I'm like, oh, do I need to mention this? Do I need to mention this? Um, I, I'm going to have a lot of, of honorable mentions sure. to talk about once we get to there. Um, I think, though, for my number 10, uh, I'm going to go to a song that actually gained regained popularity uh, due to its use in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. My number 10 is Fooled Around and Fell in Love by Elvin Bishop. Not on my list. I didn't care how much they cried, no sir. The tears left me cold as a stone. And I think that looking at my list, it's the only one that is kind of a ballad. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of ultimately why I wanted to push it up to number 10. It's not even a, a song that I was overly familiar with, but the more and more I went back and listened to it, it's a really good, it's a really good love song. Yeah, that is a good song. 
um, do recognize it. And yes, I also actually I do. I have at least one, if not two, songs thanks to the Gardens of the Galaxy uh, right. soundtrack, which actually brought multiple. Like it was like all one hit wonders, or, or quite a bit of those yeah. on that yeah. list. So absolutely. I mean, most of those were ones I had already was was already familiar with. Yes. So I was like, oh hey, it was fun to see that one. But yeah, I mean he uh, he loves his uh, his seventies uh, ones for the soundtrack and honestly i love the ones he pulls out anyway yeah so. uh, all right so that was my number 10 what is yours i think mine has a good chance of being higher on your list but we'll see my number 10 play that funky music by wild cherry higher on my list yeah i thought so uh all right uh my number nine is a, a classic 70s one hit wonder and uh the song i feel was only overshadowed uh, by the singer's facial hair. Uh, my number nine is In the Summertime by Mungo Jerry. That is an honorable mention. In the summertime when the weather is high You can stretch right up and touch the sky When the weather's fine You got women, you got women on your mind Have a drink, have a drive Go out and see what you can find If a daddy's rich, take her out for a meal Yes, it's a classic 70s song. It's actually, it's not a, it's, the dude is kind of a dog. If you really listen to the lyrics is he's like, he's like, if you know, he's he's talking about like finding women and he's like, yeah, just do what you want. Yeah. You know, like, like, you know, if her, if her, if her, if her daddy's rich, play the game and take her out to dinner. And if he's not, yeah, do whatever you want. Uh, so it's it's actually not the greatest message, but it's a it's a fun little song with a lot of kind of like mouth sounds and extra percussion stuff that give it a really interesting folky feel. But it's really upbeat and fun. Mm-hmm. And if if you've never seen a picture of what Mungo Jerry looked like <laughs> in the seventies, you you really got to. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. It was a huge huge hit in the seventies. So yeah, uh, I think it may, would make a lot of people's list. Um, my son loved this. There was a period where he loved the song. I think I played it for him, and he would ask for it again and again. Can you play in the summertime? Uh-huh. Nice. In the summertime? So I I played it a lot for him. Uh, quick, if you're an MCU fan, uh, they mentioned Mungo Jerry in uh, Endgame, uh, where the 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 lady who is in the elevator with with Tony Stark and uh-huh. Steve Rogers. When she's describing to the to the military police what they looked like, and she said one of them has a weird beard, and the the cop goes like something weird or Mungo Jerry weird, and she goes definitely Mungo Jerry weird. <laughs> That's funny. So I, it was one that I caught, and I was like, oh, very few people are going to get that joke, but I thought it was hilarious. Uh, uh, all right, your number nine. All right, my number nine also comes from the Gardens of the Galaxy awesome mix one, uh, also but also from the seventies, uh, and it is. Come and get your love by Redbone. was like 
like almost made my list. Sure. Like that was definitely an honorable mention one. That's a great, such, such a great baseline in that one too. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, I mean, it's came out in 1974, um, hit number five on the Billboard Hot 100, and yeah, and it kind of found some new love on that soundtrack. It's just a cool, chill, funky song. Like I feel like when I'm listening to that one, I need to be strutting down the street and just mm-hmm. like listening to it and be like having a good time. Yeah, well, I mean, you can clearly see it at the beginning of the film because yeah. Star-Lord is dancing around to that one. Yeah. And that, yeah, it makes you want to do it. Um, and uh, a fun fact, it's an all, almost almost entirely Native American band. Oh, okay. Um, which is why they're called Redbone. And so if you ever, if you actually, if you go watch uh, live performances of it, they will actually start with uh, kind of a, uh, um, uh, uh, kind of an almost like, I don't know, medicine man dance or something huh. like that. Well, some guy comes out with full... Right before they start that song, so it was kind of interesting. Um, I'm really glad that that song got a, a second life thanks to that mm-hmm. movie because that is that was one that was always kind of in the in the background. I was like, oh yeah, I remember that song. And then when you hear it again, you're like, oh wow, that really was a good yeah. song. Yes, it was. Uh, all right, number eight. Yep. Yeah, okay. Uh, so my number eight is definitely going to be a song that I know you know, Adam, and it might have made your list, but it's definitely going to be. Uh, uh, one that uh, anyone who is a fan of Quentin Tarantino, uh, my number eight is Stuck in the Middle with You by Steeler's Wheel. Well, I don't know why I came here tonight. I got the feeling that something ain't right. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Oh, just another honorable mention. That was like 11, 12, like he was right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great song. One for years that I was convinced was written by Bob Dylan. Yeah. Oh, yes. Has that uh, sound for sure. Because the dude sounds just like it. And, and it's actually kind of become, I've seen a lot of trivia uh, places use that song because they're like, okay, who wrote this? And you you only, you have to just know that it's Steeler's Wheel because yeah. that's not at all a household name yeah. band. They were only known for this one, and or, you can't you, you can't hear it without thinking about um, Reservoir uh, Dogs. Reservoir Dogs, but dude cutting the Vince Vaughn, yeah, or not Vince Vaughn, or not um, Vince Vaughn, not Vince Vaughn, uh, uh, James Madsen, James, yeah, yeah, Madsen, whatever. Was it Michael uh, Madsen? Michael Madsen, that's it. Michael Madsen. Hey, okay. um, I was mixing up James Marston, Michael Madsen. Uh, right. Yes, he's he's the one who's cutting off the ear to that song, and that that's a trivia yeah. thing as well. It's like, what song is he listening to while he's torturing that dude? Uh, but otherwise, it's like a it's it, to me, it's kind of like it's in the same uh, almost well, not quite the same vein as in the summertime, but it has mm-hmm. has kind of upbeat, cool yeah. acoustic guitar, and that the voice really works well with uh, what's going on in the. You know, instrumentally in the, in the background, so I I don't know who the I can't I don't know the name of the guy who's the lead singer for Steel World. Sounds very much like Bob Dylan. It does the longest time, <laughs> a lot of people think it's him, um, but just but just a fun and and maybe he's just trying to imitate him. Could be while he's singing it, which you know is fine because you hear that a lot with a lot of ones, but just a fun song I think. Yep, yep, absolutely. Uh, all right, your number eight then. All right, I don't know if my number eight would have made your list because it's not—it's not one anybody thinks about when they think of the '70s. It's actually very cemented in the '80s, and it is a well-known kind of '80s song. But it came out in September 1979. 
but it is best known for its 80s because it was the first music video shown on MTV. Video killed the radio star by the Buggles. Not on my list, but yeah, yeah, I, I totally get that. And actually, I have several songs, um, at, at least several in my honorable mentions that mm-hmm. are associated with the 80s yeah. that actually came out in 79 as well. Yeah. So totally get that. Yeah, but that that one, I like that one, but that never would have made it, never would have even made a top 10 80s one. Okay. Just, I don't think it, and it would have been close probably for me. I don't know. It, I don't mm-hmm. know if it would have made a top 10 but it probably would have been at least an honorable mention um i think it's a very just a catchy song it's got a great yeah. 80s feel to it it's got you know it's like a synth pop song new wave uh for sure early right. new wave stuff um it's catchy i mean and it it has a nostalgic feel i mean you just right. think of mtv with that song uh I, and so yeah i think a lot of people like see uh years as like a definitive of like this 80s sound didn't start sure. until night and no that's not how mm-hmm. things work synth pop started in the 70s and it mm-hmm. bled into the 80s it's just that's when it blossomed things have to start somewhere and they take time especially in an era where you know we didn't have internet communication nowadays things can move faster yeah. but it's still the same thing they have to build somewhere so you you know that the the sound of the 80s couldn't have started in the 80s it had to start developing mm-hmm. uh in the 90s just like we associate grunge with the early 90s but the sound of grunge started to develop in the mid to late 80s yeah. and so all of the this you know all of this talk actually is just going to lead me straight into my number seven because my number seven is my sharona by the uh, knack yeah Not on my list, but I mean, absolutely. I mean, that kind of pop, that punk sound is, right. is great. And one that everyone associates with the 80s, yeah. but came out in 79. I actually think won the Grammy in 79 for like best record or best song or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's a classic. It's, it's, it it's my Sharona. It's the knack. Um, of course, I listened to a lot of these songs in the car. And of course, with this one coming out, and my son always like, oh, hey, I want to sing along with this because he knows this one. Because of Weird Al, that's how he knows any <laughs> song that. Yeah, that's how that's how my son knows any classic song, uh, is because he heard it, he heard Weird Al's version first, sure, and then would go listen to the other one. Which you know what, if that's the way he's going to listen to some of these songs, I'm totally fine with it. Yeah, I Weird Al is, is totally can be the gateway to a broader style of music. Yeah, so. yeah, appreciate him for that. So yeah, no, it's a great song. Um, I mean, yes, you're right. It does. It feels you feel everybody assumes that it's more of an early 80s song. And that's probably where it got really big. But right. But yeah. Came out in the, in the 70s and really yeah, on my on my list of like right. ones to consider for sure. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, your number seven. All right, my number seven, I don't know, maybe is on your list, maybe not. It, it was actually originally a Temptation song, and it is War by Edwin Starr. Not on my list. Okay. So um, this one went to number one on the Billboard Hot 100, uh, released in 1970. And I think one of the things, the big standouts with this one, I mean, yeah, yeah, everyone, whoa, good God, y'all. But it's Edwin Starr's voice that I just Mm -hmm. think is awesome on this song. Um, It really kind of makes it stand out. Uh, And I'm not going to lie. There's also a nostalgic factor when I think of Rush Hour and Jackie Chan. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Like the way he sings it, it's just it's it's another love for the song. You know what I mean? So um, it's just great. It's a great. And I I think I remember us. We I think we had our mom had a, a 45 of this one. Um, I, if I remember, Maybe. and I'm pretty I sure I listened to it kind of in my mix where I really got into 80s and some 70s stuff um, was from mom's 45 records. And I'm pretty sure this was one of them. Yeah, it's a, it's a song that I like to listen to, but it's never been one that I've gone back to. Okay. All right. So my number six uh, is on my list more for its cultural significance than anything else because it started a genre. It started a genre to the wider audience. It was not the first one. Mm-hmm. It's the first one for its importance of kicking off what is now the most popular style of music and I am talking Rapper's Delight by uh-huh. the Sugar Hill Gang. I said a hip the hip the hip it a hip hip hop you don't stop rock it out baby bubba to the boogity bang bang the boogie to the boogity beat now what you hear is not a test I'm rapping to the beat and me the groove and my friends are gonna try to move your feet you see I Wonder Mike and I'd like to say hello Up to the black, to the white, the red and the brown The purple and yellow But first I gotta bang bang The boogie to the boogie Say up jump the boogie to the oh, That's bang, a good bang, call, that's a good choice I didn't even I didn't even think about that for some reason so, um, Did they not was, have any other hits? Sugar Hill Gang? They may have But nothing like that Nothing yeah. like that one And it was I mean It is kind of the first rap song to get wide appeal and wide play okay and so i i've i think i needed to include that on my list for that reason sure no i mean uh, it's a it's a it's a fantastic i mean it's just a i don't know when you you know rap has gone through its different variations of like gangster rap you know you get hard you know chopper rappers or, or you know trap stuff even but like that early 70s 80s rap some of it was just some feel good rapping and when i think of like just a i want to have a good time and make a someone smile with like a rap song rapper's delight is what comes on <laughs> and it just barely makes the cut because it was released in september of 1979 okay so but that's 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 the uh that's how we're defining all this stuff uh yes and they had a couple other songs but you're right rapper's delight's the only thing that they're really known for so that's a definitely one hit wonder good yeah. call uh all right 
Your number six. All right, my number six, I'm going to crank up kind of the cheese factor a little bit. Um, and I don't expect this one to be on your list, probably because it's so cheesy, but I love the cheese. And I'm talking Kung Fu Fighting by Carl Douglas. Everybody was Kung Fu That was an honorable mention. Okay. At one point, it was higher on my list, and okay. it kept getting moved down. Well, cool. I mean, <laughs> it's just, it, it was a number one. Number one mm-hmm. in 1974. Um, but a fun, silly song. I mean, yeah. it, it's going about, like, you know, the whole the, the kung fu fighting craze yeah. um, you know, of the 70s. We absolutely had this on 45 that I remember. I mm-hmm. remember listening to this you know, into the mix of other singles that when I went, went through a lot of mom's music. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it, it really, it really has a nostalgic tie to me, but I just love it. It's, it's, it's a song that makes me smile and I want to sing along with it. You know, I, I listen to it and it's just, it's just fun. It's so, it's so almost ridiculous. Um, but it's great. It's great. It's actually one of the best. It's a, I saw on Wikipedia or whatnot. It is the 26th best selling single of all time like wow it has sold a lot of like single records for this yeah. song so but it's great it's a it's a really cool one and then was brought back to popularity with uh CeeLo green for the uh soundtrack to kung fu panda kung fu panda okay nice um which is nice because uh i was actually uh i was playing this song actually for my kids for something or my students i should say for something and a lot of them were like oh kung fu panda i'm like well Actually, the song is much older than Kung Fu yeah. Panda, and they kind of explain it <laughs> sure. to him stuff like that. But yes, there were actually there was a point where that one was actually on my list somewhere, okay. not far from the middle. Cool, actually. Okay, so I totally totally see that. And you know what? Most of these songs are going to be songs I love, even if they didn't make my sure. my list, because I, I a lot of these things are just classic. Yes. Uh, number five, um, I am a sucker for good horn section. A really good horn section has has got to uh, draw me in, and I think for a long time I thought that this song was by Blood, Sweat, and Tears because it has that same feel to it, but it's actually by the band The Ides of March, and it's called Vehicle. Hey, well, I'm a friend, a stranger in the black sedan. I want you to hop inside my car. I got pictures, got candy. I'm a lovable man, and I can take you to the nearest star. Yeah, just that first horn immediately. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that. Oh, damn. Fuck. That's a good song. I I like that. I, that's a great call. Fuck. I wish I didn't. I didn't even see that. Like when I was hunting around. That's right. A really good song. I and I I had a feeling that there were going to be songs that both of us kind of missed. Yeah. Because there were there were a lot of of one hit wonders that that came out of here. Um. So uh, surprise. Not surprisingly, I actually think. That that kind of iconic opening, the ba dun dun dun, actually was stolen 
from a song by Tito Puente called Para Los Romberos oh. because I played that one in college and I'm like, I swear I've heard this song before. And my teacher going, yeah, Vehicle used it or Ides of March used it for the song Vehicle. Cause, but they, they, flipped, they flipped it around where that part happens at a different beat. Mm. So it feels different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm pretty sure they kind of ripped that, at least that little lick and something. Yeah. But- it's uh, yeah it it as and even in this thing it says that people often mistake the band for uh, Blood Sweat and Tears because it has that same feel the singer kind of has the same similar tone to the singer from Blood Sweat and Tears but it it's a good one it came out in 1970 so it just mm-hmm. kind of makes the cut here but the the horns really drive that song sure. and it's it's such a, a awesome kind of classic rock song that I, I it's it's so cool yeah. I think it's so cool. I love that edition. I'm glad uh, that got put on the list because yeah, just listening to it again, like, yep, I'm glad that kind of re. It's great energy on that song too, man. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm your vehicle woman. Uh, all right, what's your number five? Uh, my number five. Um, I don't know. Maybe major list. Maybe not. It's uh, "Spirit in the Sky" by Norman Greenbaum. When I die in the name of the rest, gonna go to the that was the one I took off the list because it said 1969. Well, it was released in the UK in 1969. It came out in America in January 1970. So okay. I'd al- I allowed it because I did that exact same thing um, when I talked to Proclaimers in the 90s. That song came out in the UK in the 80s, but in the 90s in the US. So I'm okay. American, and so I'm counting in that. <laughs> cool. So, yeah. Love that song. Yep. Uh, hit number three on the Billboard Hot 100. Um, it's funny. Uh, a lot of a lot of uh religious references to like you know jesus and, yeah. <laughs> and everything um but Greenbaum, he's jewish just kind of funny oh. <laughs> the songwriter is jewish uh and the song you know what was, mm-hmm. uh, you know what's not surprising uh and i learned this uh, uh when i was having to prepare my christmas concert do you know that the vast majority of christmas songs that we know of uh were written by jewish people i had no idea yeah That's a awesome. lot a good number of them were written by jewish people so um you know, it's about, yeah, it's, it's, it's all about like, you know, if, if, as long as you, you find Jesus in your heart and you know, that kind of stuff, then you'll go off, you know, to the spirit in the sky and you'll go to heaven, that kind of thing. You know, it's a bit religious for me now. Cause I'm not a religious person by any means. Right. Um, but the song itself, it's infectious, got a catchy riff. It's even got yeah. like a, like a distortion sound to it, but like not in like a, not like a heavy rock way, if you know what no, I no, mean. No. But, um, it's a great song. It's a, it's a really yeah, absolutely. good song. So, yeah. Totally cool with that. Uh, Apparently, Norman Greenbaum said that he's gotten letters from funeral directors telling him that it's the second most requested song to play at memorial services, uh, only behind Danny Boy. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, going off to the spirit in the sky. It's great. Makes yeah. sense. People are weird. People are weird. Yeah. All right. Where are we? Number uh, four? Your number four, I think. My number four. I think this one might have a chance of being on your list, so I'm not going to say too much. My number four is Brandy. You're a fine girl by Looking Glass. And there's a girl in this harbor town, and she works 
Laying whiskey down They say brandy Fetch another round She serves them whiskey and wine They say they say brandy You're a fine girl That was really all. That was another one, like right in that. It was actually, it was in my top 10. It was probably like an eight at one point, And then it kind of got down to honorable mention. Okay. Status. It's a classic 70s song. Mm-hmm. Also used in, in, um, in Gardens of the Galaxy Gardens 2, I two. believe, yep. is when they yeah, mostly was. So. Um, but that's always been a song that I love. It's a great, you know, it's kind of a great story about a, a girl who works in there. And these sailors come in and they love the girl, but they realize that, that they can't ever be with her because. Their love is the sea, or whatever. You whatever, know. yeah. So no, it's but, it's a, it's you're right. It's got a. I mean, the chorus is great. Brandy, she's a fine, she's a fine, a fine girl. girl. Uh, I had a friend who was Brandy. We used to go to work out together. Uh, she was like my workout partner, um, and I would sing this to her every now and then. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> did she? Would she? Was what she a good, like, cr- I mean, Did she cringe from it or? Oh yeah, I mean it was just a joke. I mean you know, kind of. <laughs> what a good wife she would be. That's just funny. Of course, I was already married, so right. I wasn't trying to hit on her or anything. It's just no, like, no, no. It's, a good it's song. just funny. It's just if funny I if song. I know a song with somebody's name in it, I sing. Oh it. yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Okay. Well, what was your number four? All right, my number four. I don't know. There's a chance it'll be in your top. I don't know. Possible. It's a really great song. Classic rock perfection. All right now by Free. would have been an honorable mention okay so came out in 1970 uh the english rock band free hit number four on the u.s billboard hot 100 it's just i get a perfect kind of classic classic rock song 70s classic rock song feel to this song you know late 60s that stuff mm-hmm. um it's got all the things you want from it so it's just yeah i, I don't know too much else it's just it, it it hits me in all that right spots uh all right so speaking of songs with girls names that is uh, how my number three is. It's a song with a girl's name in it. Actually, there's quite a few of, of ones I've noticed that have been girls' names. Mm-hmm. Uh, even in my honorable mention, I'm, I'm seeing at least one other one. And I do not expect this one to be on your list. Oh. This one is kind of comes from that kind of country rock side oh. of the 70s. Um, I was big into like some of the Eagles stuff. We talked about uh, that uh, when we talked Hell Freezes Over. And this is one that has kind of grown on me through the years comes out of 1975 and it's called Amy by the Pure Prairie League. But now you're off with someone else and I'm alone. You see, I thought that I might keep you for my own. Amy, what you want to do? I think I could stay with you. Amy, 
what you want to do. Yeah. That's a great song. I, I didn't even think of it for the list, but it might have been an honorable mention. Right. I, f- I figured, if anything, it probably would have been an honorable mention. It's a, for some reason, this song has really kind of grown on me lately, so it's less out of the mis- nostalgia, but it I mean, it, it still qualifies. But I just have a I have this is one that I want to sing along with all the time. Yeah. And that chorus makes me one wants to belt it out. Mm. Um and it, it's like I said, I like I like a lot of those kind of uh country oh, rock um uh, stuff. There there's another one of my honorable mentions that is is a country rock anthem so much so that most people know it as a country song because it was covered uh. by a famous country band. I'll talk about that one when I talk okay. honorable mentions. Um, but this one it, it has kind of just grown into one of my one of the ones I love to go to. Sure, yeah, uh, I I didn't think of it, but that's a really really good song. Love it. I had a um in as a compilation album called Going South, and ah. uh, that it was on that that one actually in a couple of these that um have you know made honorable mention or on my mm-hmm. list are from that album. All right, your number three. Uh, my number three is a good. Just rock song. Just a damn good rock song, man. The Boys Are Back in Town by Thin Lizzy. Guess who just got back today? Them wild night boys that had been away. Haven't changed, had much to say. But man, I still think them cats are crazy. They were asking if you were around. How you was, where you could be found. I told them you were living downtown. Driving all the old men crazy Oh, I love that song. It was what it was a number mention. Uh, it was kind of lower down on the list, but uh, I love that song. It's a good yeah. One. It's yeah, it's got great energy to it. Came out in 1976, uh, number 12 on the Billboard Hot 100. Um it's so Thin Lizzy are an Irish rock band, and apparently mm-hmm. this song is played at most Irish rugby matches. I think that's just kind of a cool little thing. That's cool. But, I mean, yeah, it's just a great hard, you know, hard rock, early hard rock and feel to it. Um, and I love the, the, the singer on this one's great, great energy from him. So in 2004, Rolling Stone called it the 499th greatest song of all time. And then... In 2010, it wasn't even on the list, and then in 2021, they bumped it all the way up to 272. So, so it's been Rolling Stone. Like, who the hell knows what they're doing with their list? But the song is fun, fast-paced, um, and it's just like, you know, it, it gets it gets you rocking. The boys are back in town. The boys. I mean, it makes you. It's a it's a it's a song you want to get out with your homies and yeah. fucking rock to. I could see people actually making the the. Um maybe making the argument that they weren't a one-hand water. They had another song that was actually uh, more famously covered by Metallica uh, called uh, Whiskey in the Jar. Oh, I've heard of Whiskey. I've heard yeah, of Whiskey in the so Jar. So Whiskey in the Jar is actually a folk song, but Metallica based their version oh, on uh, on Thin Lizzy's version okay. of Whiskey in the Jar. Okay, maybe. Um, although so. I actually, I've heard them both. I actually prefer Metallica's version. Okay. I don't know. I just, I think the polished way that they do that one, I just kind of like that yeah. version better. Okay. But boys are back in town. Yeah. Incredible song. I, I want to throw it out there. If you're ever making like a driving list, driving songs, I think mm-hmm. boys are back in town is a great driving song. Oh yeah. Totally yeah. see that. Very upbeat. I love that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, my number two is one that you already mentioned and I knew it was, it was when it was, yeah. yeah, 
it was uh, it was it was one that uh, I got into a I got into a period where I listened to a lot of disco and seventies funk songs and, and kind of both. Uh, and this one is definitely a one hit wonder. Uh, and it's "Play That Funky Music" by Wild Cherry. Everybody knows this song. It gets played at events, parties, everywhere. Yeah. It's funky. It's it exactly is. what it says. <laughs> and it's all a true story. The lead singer was playing in a rock band, and someone asked him, you know, when are you going to play that funky music, white boy? He took that. He made a whole song <laughs> out of it, and it just took off. And unfortunately, they could never capture that. Um, I'm going to shout out, uh, there is a YouTube channel that uh, does kind of music deep dives called Todd in the Shadows. And they, he did a he has a series called One Hit Wonderland where he deep dives into a one hit wonder. He talks about how they got to that point, what they did after that, and kind of whether or not they deserved to like whether they should have, you know, uh. gotten uh, more praise or something like that. It's actually a really great series. It's one of my favorite channels. Okay. Um. So to, uh, Todd in the Shadows is uh I really rec- recommend it. Nice. But I mean, you can't get much more funkier than play that funky music, white boy. It's such a fun. I mean, it's 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 perfect for like say like a wedding dance song or something, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, like any kind of dance stuff because guess what? Even people who can dance or like a a a, a, a white boy who can't dance, you can just get out and do whatever to that song and just play that yeah. funky music, white boy. It's, and you're just like you have fun, man. You can not not have fun. Yeah, and it's right about the right tempo where it's not too slow, it's not too yeah. fast. Anyone can kind of do something. Um, you know, play, you know, backyard barbecues, anything. It's just, yeah. it's a, it's a great song. Yep. So, uh, all right, your number two. Uh, my number two. Uh, you had previously talked about a lot of these songs having girls uh, or ladies' names in them, and this is another one of those. And I might have been on the Going South song, but uh, soundtrack that I had or the uh, album that I had. Um, but it kind of has, it definitely has more hard rock vibes to it. Maybe, maybe some Southern rock to it. Um, it is Black Betty by Ram Jam. Not on my list. Oh, okay. and the reason is there is there is something about the recording in the Ram Jam version that bugs the ever living shit out of me. Is it like it's almost like a not a skip, but like there's a there's an edit. There's it, an yeah, there's edit. You hear that, it. You hear it. It happens bu- multiple, yes, a couple times. It bugs the fuck out of me. <laughs> I know exactly because it's a great song, and they ruined it with whatever edit they did, or because it's clearly an edit yes. somehow. It's it's when they come back, you know, bam, bam, down, down. Yes, it's like, but it's but it's not on the beat. It's just slightly yes. off, and it is it is jarring. I wholeheartedly agree. Yes, and it bugs the ever crap out of me, which is sucks because that's a great song, and their version should be a great version. 
I now listen to uh, there is a kind of a heavy metal band that did a version of it uh-huh. of that song, and uh, hold on, I'm gonna look him up real quick. Uh, and I prefer that version because they uh, were smart enough not to put that edit in there. Yeah, uh, Spider Bait is the name. It's a. It's, okay. it, they use that. I forget. There was a movie that used their version of that song. It's a little bit more heavy metal ish. Okay. Um, but they also have a really interesting slide guitar part that they put into that one. I actually prefer. I just prefer that one because it doesn't have the stupid, <laughs> the stupid yeah. edit in it. <laughs> sure. Because that Ram Jams that version should be a classic. And I, yeah. I have no issues with somebody putting it on the list, but that edit <laughs> ruins it for me. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. It, it bothers me every single time. I wonder, I should take it and then I can, I think I could honestly edit it to be on the beat and it'd be better for you. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, but so apparently Black Betty was originally an early 20th century African-American work song. Um, and then Ram Jam heard it, and then they kind of modified some lyrics and then released it as a rock song. It's, I mean, it is a good, heavy rock song. Yeah. I mean, it's, got, it's a great guitar song. Some really great solo work in there. Um, but uh, it's, there's some simpleness. It's funny because, like, you know, I mean, it's not like it's not that tough. And then it goes into like some faster, harder guitar stuff. So that's a mix of some simple and then harder rock stuff. Hit number. 18 on the Billboard Hot 100 uh, came out in 77. Their version, if I didn't say that, but yeah, I mean, it's just you're right. I know, I know why it bothers you, <laughs> especially as a music guy. That makes sense. Um, but it it is it's a good classic hard rock song. Uh, all right, our number ones. Yeah, my number one is also a lady's name. Okay. The weird thing is, is it's often associated with somebody who we would not consider a one hit wonder, but it was oh. released under a band's other name. And yep. you can't get much better than this. Uh, it's my number one is Layla by Derek and the Dominoes. What do you do when you So Layla would have probably been a one or a two for me, but I actively chose not to choose it because okay. because calling it a one hit wonder is a I just didn't feel right to me. <laughs> I everyone I mean everyone associates it with Eric Clapton because it is. Eric Clapton co wrote the song uh with a guy I think his name was Jim Gordon was so, his yeah, name. Like that. Um but it was for Derek and the Dominoes, which you know, I mean it it's another band, and this was their only studio album. Was sure. was 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 this album that had this song on it? So I had to, I had to count it because we're you know technically correct is the best kind of correct. <laughs> yeah, it is technically correct. <laughs> I'm gonna throw out a couple other ones real quick. There were three songs I actively did not allow to be on my list because they it was like it was exactly the same kind of Layla situation. Now Layla, yeah, would have been a would have been right up there. Mm-hmm. Um, Stay with me by the Faces. Stay with me. Stay with me. That's Rod Stewart. The Faces is Rod Stewart and okay. some backing people. So I didn't feel right with that one. And then also uh, Lady Marmalade uh, was by LaBelle, which is a female female singing group 
with Patti LaBelle and she's had right. a, other hits too. So it's like, it just didn't feel right to put okay. those, but I get it because you are technically correct. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, first of all, highly memorable lick, the guitar, the guitar part on this, Dwayne Allman playing lead and slide guitar on this. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the dude was a monster. Uh, Eric Clapton on playing guitar and singing. Uh, it's, it's such a classic heart, you know, rock song. It, if you're if you're counting one hit wonders, it, it's got to be up there. Yeah. If you fair. are being technically correct. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. Well, let's hear your number one. All right. I might get a little emotional uh, on my number one. Okay. This song means even more to me now uh, than it did before. We've talked about it. My number one is One Tin Soldier by Coven. I didn't even think of that, Adam. Yes. Yeah, wow, that's a good call. Um, so it originally came out in 1969 uh, by the band The Original Castle, but Coven did it in 71 in conjunction with Billy Jack. Yep. Uh, it hit number 26 on the... Sorry, every, I can't control myself, but... Sure. Um, hit 26 on the Billboard Hot 100. And I love the song since it's a nostalgia thing for us with Billy mm-hmm. Jack. It's gotten even more because of this podcast. Mm-hmm. So obviously we've talked about it before, but we lost our dad in 2020, uh, 2021. Yeah. But I've gone back and list, listened to our Billy Jack episode because dad joined us for that. Yeah. And so any tie to Billy Jack is even more meaningful, <clears throat> meaningful to me. Mm-hmm. And so this song just, it hits me real hard and I love it for that. That's a good call. I That one never even sure. it popped up, but. It should have, but it didn't. Yeah, no, I, I, I it, honestly, it didn't, it didn't, it wouldn't have made my list if it wasn't for um, all the emotion because I don't think right. of it. I, I associate it with the movie. Yeah, I don't really associate it as a one-hit wonder, but it is. It, it is, you know, technically. If if uh, if you have not gone and listened to our Billy Jack episode, uh, it's a great episode. It's, despite the fact that it's also with our our father, I think it's actually a a good episode. Yeah. Um, and. I think I feel like we've talked about One Tin Soldier at least one other time. I, I'm sure we have, but um, did it, I don't know if it maybe it made your '70s rock list. It, I can't remember. It might have, it like might maybe have lower down that. on the list or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember. It's definitely a nostalgic and emotional tie uh, tie for us, and I completely understand how it, sure. how it ended up where it did. And it does make me very thankful, um, honestly, for our time doing this podcast because. Right we can revisit that anytime yeah. I want to think about dad and yeah. we've done episodes with our mother. We've done episodes with our sister. Yeah. Um, we've done episodes, you know, with, with multiple family members. And so if we lost any of them, we can go back and just kind of revisit that. And it's, uh, it's pretty special to me. Yeah. I want to urge anyone who maybe has, you know, an, an elder statesman in their family who um, they don't know how long they're going to have them around for record them. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, uh, uh, the Nerdist podcast, I, I used to listen to that one pretty regularly. I haven't really listened to it in a while. Um, but when I was listening to it regularly, I remember, um, oh God, why did I just blank on his name? 
uh, Chris Ch- Chad Chadwick Chad Chad something Chris Chris Hardwick 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 we got there. Uh, Chris Hardwick said that his favorite thing that he ever did was actually recording his dad for one of his Nerdist episodes, because mm-hmm. uh, I think his dad passed away while he was while he was doing the the podcast. Or actually, he still does the podcast, but uh, now it's not called Nerdist; it's called something else. Uh, and he said that was one of the best things he ever did was just recording for. And I'm I'm glad we did the same thing because yeah. now we have a actual record of of just a great time that we had uh, with our father. That was it, right? Oh, That's let's it. do some honorable mentions. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, some honorable mentions. Let's do sure. some honorable mentions. Uh, I'll throw out one. One that also that is associated with the 80s, but people don't uh, think of, is Cars by Gary Newman. Uh, that one uh, came out in 79. Okay, yeah. Um, the one I talked about that was kind of a a, uh, a country rock hit was what called My Maria by B.W. Stevenson. Is that um, not Brooks and Dunn? Brooks and Dunn covered it in the 80s. Uh. Um, and it, honestly, it sounds exactly the same. Okay. Like their voice almost sounds exactly like B.W. Stevenson as well. So it's really just a one to one. So you could listen to either one. And it would be fine. That's funny. Um, uh, another one. Uh, another one that you probably could have. I don't, maybe could have uh, done. There's a song. We just disagree. I'm sure I've heard you it. You and me and we just disagree. Okay. Yeah, that sounds uh, This is done by Dave Mason, who was the lead singer for Traffic. Who was a pretty big oh, okay. band in the seventies, yeah, but this was a solo album, and it was his only hit. Um, and I'll throw one more out: uh, King Harvest's "Dancing in the Moonlight." Yeah, that was uh, on my kind of listen to list. That was a good one. Okay, what's a what's a couple more you got? Uh, a couple more that uh, was kind of somewhat in contention was "Green Eyed Lady" by Sugarloaf. That one came out in nineteen sixty nine, which is why I didn't include uh, it. Okay, there we go. Um, and then uh, "Lowrider" by El Loco. But oh I yeah, re- but I realized. The El Loco version isn't the one I love. It's War did oh, the yeah, Low yeah. Rider version, and they've had other hits, so I couldn't so couldn't okay. count that one. Fair so. enough. Uh, I'm gonna throw. Out, uh, we didn't really we didn't really go into disco, but disco was a big part of the '70s. Yeah. I'll throw out uh, Mr. Big Stuff by Gene Knight. Sure, that's a yeah. that's a classic one. Uh, all right, that was our top ten '70s one hit wonders. Please join us next time as we break down the 1986 film Stand By Me, discuss the TV show The Dead Zone, and recast the movie Shawshank Redemption. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us at blastfromourpast at gmail.com. And if you want to suggest a movie or TV show from your childhood or to be a guest on the podcast, go over to patreon.com backslash blastpastcast and pick a tier that works for you. To find us on social media, search for at blastpastcast. So until next time, I'm John. And I'm Adam. And thanks for joining us. See you next time. Hey, everybody. I'm Tim. And I'm Dean. And we're the hosts of Talking Back. We're a retro-based podcast covering movies, comics, video games, and more. Check us out every Monday where we hit the rewind button and dig into some of our favorite content from the past. We like to keep things fun, lighthearted, and informative. Do you feel like you need more nostalgia in your life? Then check out Talking Back. We're available everywhere podcasts are found.